The Transformation Motivation is a weekly podcast featuring people that have made extraordinary transformations within their health and fitness journey, and maybe even their life. The podcast is an opportunity for real-life transformation stories to discuss their story for others to relate to. Too many times there are people with these social media transformation stories that have doctored up photos, so we want to highlight real people with real stories people can relate to. We'll get insider strategies, tips, step-by-step of how they did it and challenges they faced along the way. Now, get ready for the Transformation Motivation Podcast. What's up, what's up, party people? This is Fit Emmett, and I want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Transformation Motivation Podcast. And this is an awesome podcast, the best podcast. I'm just going to be biased and say that. Uh, because we bring social media success stories in the fitness world, you know, that have, people that have achieved great success within their fitness journey, I'm bringing them onto the show and I'm letting them unveil, the, unveil their story and talk about like strategies, tips, things that they are doing, things that they have done, things that they've learned and, and just to help you out on your journey and also to help you through some of your roadblocks. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming Miss Shrinking Chantel onto the show, all the way from Idaho. <laughs> I think they do oh potatoes there. I, I don't know. So welcome, Chantel. What's up? Hey, how are you? Fantastic. <laughs> Good to hear. So uh, Chantel, uh, let's go ahead and get right into all the fun stuff. Let's let's get a little background on you. I see your your Instagram name is Shrinking Chantel. So I was like. I have to have this person on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought that my name was kind of fitting for what I was trying to accomplish. <laughs> so, right, so, um, so, so tell us a little bit about, you know, you said what you're trying to accomplish. So what, tell us about um, a little bit about yourself, your background, where, where you're from, um, and the whole shrinking thing. Like, get, get us up to speed <laughs> on all that. Yeah. So my name is Chantel, and I am born and raised in a small town in Idaho. Um, I grew up here, and I moved away for five years, and I moved to Las Vegas, um, and I was going to school there. (laughs) Yeah, so um, while I was living in Las Vegas, I was actually traveling back to um, Idaho, and I was in a horrible car accident. Gotcha. And that's, you know, really where my story begins is right there. Um, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I grew up and I wasn't really ever, you know, overweight. I wasn't skinny by any means, but I wasn't, I mean, super heavy or, or obese, I would say. Uh-huh. I was just you know, a normal, a normal kid. <laughs> so um, when I was in this car accident, I actually broke my neck and wow. I <laughs> broke my neck in two places. So I had what's called a hangman's fracture, where Mm -hmm. typically it cuts off your um, breathing. And then I um, broke my C4 and dislocated it. (laughs) So while I, yeah, while I was. I'm surprised that you're able to walk right now, right? Yeah. Yes. It's a miracle, honestly. Um, My, that story is kind of a long story, but um, I actually had a stroke as well during that accident. 
because I um, dis or I dissected my vertebral artery, which is an artery that brings blood to your brain. Wow, yeah, absolutely. So, that yeah. is crazy. So did you lose any um, any of the, the, the brain cells? Did any of that die off during the stroke? No, so I'm actually very lucky. Um, I just lost movement to my left-hand side. Gotcha. And um, so I was actually in the ICU for approximately about a month. Um, wow. And they were telling me every day, like, hey, we're going to do surgery on your neck so you can't eat. So, like, the entire time I was in the hospital, they were, like, starving me. <laughs> and I was, like, in the ICU, so I couldn't move from, like, um, like a laying position. I was basically laying down the entire time. And wow. they were just, like, feeding me through, like, um, a pick line or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, they ended up not doing surgery because my doctors felt like it was just too risky. So they just kind of let my neck heal on its own. So my C4 is still dislocated and I just kind of healed on my own. Now, and now, now here, here's the deal. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off right there. No, that's I okay. I, I thought I saw pictures of you working out. Yes, I do work out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this accident was about six years ago, seven years ago. Sure. So um, they figured out a plan for me to get movement back into my left side, and it was a struggle, I'll tell you. It was a really big struggle. Um, throughout about a year, um, I didn't change my eating habits, and I still chose to eat the worst kind of foods out there, <laughs> fast food every day. Um, and I gained about 100 pounds in, over, in, a, little, in a little bit under a year i would say now where were you at when you when before you gained the weight like give me let's give us your stats how tall are you um and how much did you weigh at that time so i am five five and i probably weighed about like 185 at okay. that time so um yeah i gained a little bit over 100 pounds and um i didn't change my eating habits and you know, I really contribute my weight gain to that, just not being active like I used to be and yeah, not, not changing things. So um, I then had a child and gained a little bit more weight. Sure. So now, so uh, get, give me the numbers now. So we went from 185 to 285. Yes. And uh, then it, I had my child, I um, was at 311 pounds and that is my highest recorded weight. Got it. Got it. Um, you know, and it's funny. I talk, we talk about weight during this, during this podcast, uh, but, but there's usually some other things that are attached to it. Now, along the time that you gained that 100 pounds was part of it, maybe depression or part of it, like give me some of the emotions and things that you, think that you dealt with during that time. Cause I think it's, it's important that people understand like sometimes food can be Comfort. a shelter. Yeah. yeah. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So I would definitely contribute some of my weight gain to um, depression. I wasn't able to do the things that I wanted to do. I mean, I was stuck in a bed after the surgery and I just wasn't able to be active. And I really like leaned towards food to, I guess, help comfort me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a huge comfort for me. And I still find myself trying to like lean more towards food for comfort and like you just have to stop those like mental 
mental games that your mind plays with you. <laughs> and so what, like, what do you do typically whenever you are having maybe a stressful day? Because I know for me, for example, I was going to speak from my perspective. Uh, when I've had a rough day, sometimes I want protein pancakes. Yeah. Which might not sound bad, but I may add a little extra peanut butter. I may add like, you know, some ingredients, maybe a little, maybe an actual pancake mix. I usually don't use yeah. pancake mix, but I might add some extra pancake mix. Um, and, and that's, you know, to help ease my mind just a little bit. So talk to me, how, how do you normally deal with, with uh, you know, I guess not relying on food? Yeah. So I work out a lot when I'm feeling like that. I just okay. go straight to the gym and that's really how I cope with it. <laughs> okay. It's, um, I use working out as a tool for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if I still like am thinking about food and thinking about something I want, I'll make a healthy version. Um, an example is cheesecake. I love cheesecake. And Me I too. found <laughs> you got to send the recipe. You have to yeah. send the recipe. <laughs> so I actually follow a ketogenic diet. Okay. So I found a ketogenic, well, I've, I guess made a ketogenic diet um, friendly cheesecake. Okay. So, and it really, it makes me, you know, feel like I'm, like I'm having that little cheat, but I'm not. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. That's cool. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. So coping is, is more so just you getting in the gym, working it out. And if you can't get it done with the, with the workout, then it's like, let's find a healthier version of that specific food item. Yeah. Um, definitely. Which, which is great. You know, I recommend a lot of my clients to, to, to use their workouts as, therapy sometimes you know because mm-hmm. that's what it can be yeah, <laughs> it definitely is it's a therapy for me i i know that for sure now so you you got up to heaviest was it was 311 yes. um and that was after you had your 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 kid yeah um, walk us through that or or take us from that point what decisions had to be, had to be made <laughs> so um i stayed about 311 pounds and, you know, honestly, I didn't weigh myself during that time of my son being born to about a year, him becoming a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really weigh myself. So I don't really know what my truest high weight was, I guess you could say. Um, I'm sure I gained a little bit. I'm sure, you know, I, I dieted. I tried to, I tried to get away off after I had my son and I tried everything um, under the sun. I did every diet that that I could think of and nothing was working for me. Gotcha. And, um, you know, now that I'm, you know, lost the weight, my problem was that I was looking at, I had a diet mindset and I needed to get rid of that diet mindset. Wow. That's, that's powerful right there. Diet yeah. mindset. Like yeah. expound, expound on that just a little bit. Diet mindset. What does that mean? Yeah. So I was thinking of it as a short term thing. You know, I'm going to eat like this until I lose the weight and then I can go back to, you know, the way I was eating before. So I would lose some weight and then gain it back plus a little. Um, so I was just thinking about being healthy in the wrong way. Now that I've lost the weight, you know, it's a lifestyle for me. I, I never plan on going back to eating the way I was, you know, it's okay to have a treat here and there, but it has to be balanced. Sure. Sure. Totally. I love it. I love it instead of a short-term fix because, you know, a short-term fix leads to, um, you know, 
going on when you go on a diet it's always leading to you like it's, it always opens a floor up for you to go off of the diet too exactly um, <laughs> you go on then you go off of it so yeah um, a huge deal for me was actually finding um an eating plan that i could do long term sure because these things that i were doing that had like the prepackaged meals they just weren't working for me long term i mean i needed something that could last forever sure Sure. And that's, and that's important too. Um, something that's sustainable for you. Cause a lot of times if it's not sustainable that you might get discouraged, discouraged. And I, I get a lot of clients that if, if they can't, if it's not feasible for them to do within their lifestyle, within their day or long term, then they're like, I can't do it. There's a yeah. discouragement. Um, and there's a huge mountain to climb. That's <laughs> a, huge barrier, a huge wall. Um, so, you know, you found it at this point, you're three something and you found a plan, a healthy eating plan is like what I like to call it, that, that you could stick with long term. Um, walk us through those steps. So do you start off with just meal prep? Or is, it, is it just strictly keto? Like, how does that look? So I actually do need to mention that um, in order for me to get to this place, I did need some outside help. Okay. So I decided to have VSG, which is vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Okay. And um, so that is where they cut your stomach and make it smaller. So this was really um, helpful for me because I needed that help to get my mind to where it needed to be. And sure. I needed to manage my food addiction because I definitely had one. Gotcha. <laughs> so I, I had VSG and mm -hmm. I realized that my old eating habits were not going to help me get to my goals and I needed to find something quick to get me to my goals. And so about two months post-op, I chose to have, um, to follow a ketogenic diet and see how it went. And it has just gone really great for me. Okay. Um, I have been on it for two years now and I really contribute a lot of my success to that. Gotcha. Now, when now after you you've had the um, uh, VSG the surgery, and uh, they've uh, you know you go through that whole process. Walk us through. Is there a uh, uh, um, I guess a group meeting that you guys go to after post surgery, uh, or is there anything that you do pre surgery? Yeah. So you do have to get um, like qualified to have it. So you have to go to meetings and you know really understand what it's going to be like but to be honest you don't really get it until it's you're you've had the surgery and you're like oh man this is what i'm dealing with like <laughs> this is what's going on um that's like so, when you when you watch the, the movies in class about having babies and it's yeah like, oh, that's what having a baby then you actually have when you're like whoa okay well, yeah, it's not as easy baby. as it sounds <laughs> for sure. um i mean you're basically not able to eat very much you're eating very little in the beginning um and you know in the beginning you do lose a lot from that but that doesn't last forever and you really do need to have a healthy eating plan because i've seen so many people who have had the surgery yeah. that have gained everything back and i'm actually helping a few people who are in that situation um get sure. back on on track now, uh, let, like, help us out with that initial, because I've, 
I've talked to several people that have had the surgery and, um, and, and they tell me different things about the process because I guess it's different depending on what system you go through, what hospital system or whoever you go through. Um, but initially you get, you have to be pre-qualified. They have to make sure that you are sane. <laughs> yes. yes. Yep. And a lot of it has to do with your insurance. So, um, I know a lot of people who have gone to Mexico. I actually did mine in Boise, Idaho. Uh My insurance covered it. So, um, a lot of times when people have insurance that covers it, it takes them about six months to even be like, I guess, qualified to do it because they have to go through a diet beforehand. My, my insurance didn't require that. It took me about a month to get qualified. I, um, had to do an upper GI to make sure that, you know, everything was working inside, you know, and then I went through a psychiatrist to make sure that I was mentally able to handle it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's a big thing uh, because a lot of, a lot of times people use surgery as like a, the, uh, as like a bandaid sometimes that needs to be covered by like them actually sitting with someone and actually speaking to someone about food addictions or, or, uh, or, or, or maybe a, a, a traumatic life experience that, that they're using food to kind of shelter that, you know, all those emotions and those feelings from that, 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 uh, that traumatic life experience. And, uh, Definitely. and, and I'm so glad that they go through those evaluations. Um, yeah. of course, of course, some people slip through the cracks, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that the problem when people aren't successful with it is that they're just looking for it. You know, they're not actually wanting to change their habits. They're not actually wanting to change anything. They're just wanting, you know, it to be easy. And in the beginning, I'll be honest, it, it was easy for me to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But once I was about eight months out, I stopped losing weight and I and I wasn't tracking what I was doing. You know, I was still following a ketogenic diet, but I wasn't tracking my calories like I should. And I stopped losing. And I, I was like, I need to rein this in. I need to really, you know, pay attention to what I'm eating and track my calories. Because at the end of the day, to lose weight, you have to be in that calorie deficit. Got you. Got you. Um, that's, well, and that's, that's awesome. That brings up a, a great point because there's so many people that, have the surgery and they actually reverse the effects of it by gaining weight and actually getting larger. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But by, by not addressing the issues and everything. So um, let's 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 keep going with the timeline. So you've you've uh, had the surgery. You've lost. You know, I don't know how many months you've lost. How many pounds? I, I guess walk us through how many pounds you lost within the within that period and where did you reach a plateau possibly. Okay. I know that's coming, right? Is the plan? Yeah, coming? it is coming for okay. sure. So, um, I, you know, I stalled throughout the whole thing, but the first week that I had surgery, I lost 20 pounds and I was like, oh man, this is so great. You know, this is really getting me off on the right track. Um, and you know, I continued to lose. It started to get slower and slower and slower. You know, um, I just wasn't really paying super close attention to what I was, what I was eating. So when I was about, like I said, eight months post-op, I, it really started to plateau and I wasn't losing as quickly. Um, so I really reined in what I did. I was probably at 200 pounds Okay. and, um, I really reined in what I did and I, you know, lost an additional little bit. And then I kind of let old habits 
I guess, die hard and they came back and I, you know, just wasn't paying attention. I was eating out. I was sitting at like 168, which wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, I was happy there, but I wasn't at my goal yet and I wanted to hit my goal. So in February, um, and I had, I had been at 168 for about six months, I'd say. Okay. So I was, I was maintaining my weight, but I wasn't, I wasn't where I wanted to be. So in February of this year, I decided to get back in the gym and to really focus in on what I'm eating and pay super close attention to that and get to my goal weight, which is 155, which doesn't seem like a lot, 18 pounds or however many pounds it was, 11 pounds, but it was hard work. (laughs) It took me a few months to get there. And you know, now I'm sitting at 152 pounds and I'm still losing. So I'm still working towards goals. Okay, that's awesome. And I, I commend you for getting back in the gym or getting in the gym and, and getting it done. Um, because I know that's a hurdle sometimes for folks is, is getting over the whole, the facade of what's possibly in the gym. You yeah. Know, the people watching you that are really not watching you. Um. Yeah. yeah, that was for sure a struggle for me. And I was working out a little bit before, but not like what I have been. Okay. Um, I was doing strictly cardio and I wouldn't go in the weight room. I was very scared of the weight room. It was, it was, um, how do you say it? It was just traumatic for me to go in there just because sure. I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just strictly, strictly, um, cardio and then in february i was like you know what this is ridiculous i just gotta get in there <laughs> so yeah I yeah just... sure no, all those scary monsters out uh, i promise you they won't bite you that are... <laughs> no, they will there's nothing to be afraid of in there <laughs> <laughs> no it's funny because i mean a lot of people do start off with just cardio um and when i do consults with people over the phone uh, or, or over zoom <laughs> they yeah. tell me about what they're doing for their workouts and it's and it's 90% cardio because that's what's comfortable. That's what's easy. You get on a treadmill, you hit the start button, and you just move. <laughs> or you get on the elliptical, and you just, you just, you know, pound it away for 30 minutes, and then you're out the door. Definitely. Uh, it's totally different when you have to actually use proper body mechanics to, to manipulate dumbbells. Yeah. Or a barbell or, or cables, you know, it's, especially if you're not coordinated. So some people feel like they're not coordinated. So they're like, I can't work out because I'm not coordinated enough. Um, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm okay in the coordination department, but I mean, it's, it's all a trained skill and ability. It's all something yeah. you have to expose yourself to. Um, your nervous system has to be exposed to uh, the movement, the motions. And, uh, and, and that's what, I mean, that's what, you know, over time, training your body is the only thing that, that'll that'll give it that'll set you up for proper mechanics. Um, so, so walk us through your workouts. Like, give us an idea of. I, I want to know. Like, I'm listening right now, and I want to know Shrinking Chantel's regimen. I want to know what she's doing when she gets in the gym. So, um, two days a week, I actually do Les Mills Body Pump. Okay. Which is a class that I take at the gym. Um, it's a little bit of cardio, a lot of weightlifting, and it's um you know, lightweights, lots of reps. <laughs> so I do that a few times a week. Um, and then for the rest of the week, I really focus on muscle groups and do a little bit of high intensity interval training. 
Okay. High intensity interval training. Yeah. Wow, that that's a good one. That's you really studied on that one. So, the yeah. high intensity interval training. What does that typically look like in terms of your workout? The high intensity interval training. So it's short, short little bits of you know bringing your heart rate up. I use kettlebells. Uh-huh. I do a lot of running during that time. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. So that high intensity intervals are like the best way to um, to burn a tremendous amount of calories in a shorter period of time. Yes. And, and it, 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 it's this thing called excess post oxygen consumption, EPOC. Look it up, y'all. And uh, it's, it, it's where your body actually is thermogenic several hours after you finish your workout. Yeah. So the, the reason why Chantel is probably shrinking is because she's got a lot of EPOC. and i do i do do that every time i go to the gym um besides the days that i do less mills body pumps so whenever i'm working out a muscle group i'm always getting in that that high intensity interval okay so like doing uh, a bench press then you go to go to a sprint or to a run then then you go to kettlebells yeah in between every exercise you have that high intensity blast right yeah that's exactly what I'm doing. Cool, cool. So yeah, just so just so the people at home know, high intensity intervals. If you are trying to preserve as much lean muscle tissue and actually become or, or create a thermogenic environment for your body, even hours after you work out, like high intensity intervals are the way. I'm a big proponent because I've, I'm a fat loss coach. Like that's what I do. I coach people on how to lose fat. Now, for those that are, you know, if you if you're an endurance athlete. You want to train for endurance, then you know high intensity intervals might not be the thing you want to invest solely into. All right, that's that's mainly for people that are you know looking to maximize fat loss, you know, within a short period of time. So, um, cool, that's awesome. So, and so as far as like you know what you're doing along with your workouts, is there any supplementation going on? Like, are you you doing um, protein, vitamins, or any? any vitamins that you recommend or supplements or protein powders or anything like that? Yeah. So I'm actually, after my workout, I do a lean body protein shake. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And that's just because when your muscles need it the most is sure. right after the workout. And then um, I actually just started taking BCAAs. So to help me, my muscles recover a little bit better <laughs> after my workout. Awesome. And then do um, pre-workout but that's about all I do okay pre-workout so what, yes. what are you doing for pre-workout <laughs> I do the lit um that's the newer one that you came out right yeah. yeah yeah that's what I do that's that's wow. awesome um <laughs> I try to I try to do a pre-workout every now and then when I when I'm feeling a little low if I'm feeling a little low before I get into a workout, and I really want to max it out. Um, but I, you know, fair warning for anybody that's doing a pre-workout, I do recommend that you check with your physician <laughs> because yeah. there, there's a big warning label on it um, if you have any heart issues or family history or anything like that. But um, it, it can be a good little pet. I would say start off with with the with the smallest dosage that you can because that's everybody's important. body is different in how they. Um, how your body absorbs it takes in nutrients so definitely yeah word of caution but they're they, they can be good when used properly 
<laughs> I, I agree 100 <laughs> percent. like i've seen guys use two or three scoops and i'm like that's not i don't think that's good yeah that i do like half a scoop <laughs> <laughs> just to get me a little pep in my step <laughs> yeah absolutely totally all right so we're gonna um go ahead and kind of land this plane really quick but okay. uh one major question i wanted to ask before we uh end this episode is looking back on kind of your whole entire journey um knowing what you know now what would chantel pronounce your last name for us chantel it's keola keola <laughs> you're the first keola i've ever met <laughs> are, they, are they all in idaho is that what no they're so they're actually in new jersey <laughs> okay keola's yeah. in new jersey so in shout new out to all the keolas in new jersey um, <laughs> But back to my question. So knowing what you know now, uh, what would the Chantel, what would you tell the Chantel back in the day when you first started on your journey in terms of your health and fitness journey, your weight loss journey? So what would that, Chantel, knowing what you know now, tell Chantel back then? I would tell myself that it's all gonna work out in the end and just to keep believing in yourself because I think that has been the hardest struggle for me is, you know, having that self-confidence to get out there and do it. And so I would just tell myself to keep believing in myself and to push myself every day and to not give up. Totally. Absolutely. I love it. To ne not give up. Believe in yourself. <laughs> yes. Because you can do it. Um, my, my coach always says you can do more than what you think you can do. So get out there. Yeah. And <laughs> That's exactly right. For sure. <laughs> All right, Chantel, um, before we get off, I wanted to just, uh, you know, let, let everybody know, um, because we might have people that may want to get in contact with you or may want to ask you questions about what VSG is or, or high intensity intervals or, or uh, even more about like how you, you know, are helping people in the VSG community, you said, right? Yeah. And making that transition. Um, and not only that, maybe they want to know more about you and, and, and your workouts and, and your uh, nutrition and everything. So how would they be able to reach you or what social media outlets do you, um, are you on the most? So you can find me on Instagram. Um, my name is shrinking underscore Chantel and that's S-H-A-N-T-E-L. All right. So that's where you're the most active guys. Yes. Find her on Instagram. Um, a lot of, I'm scrolling through her content, a lot of funny stuff, <laughs> a lot of funny little memes and pictures and things. So, I, you know, I, I enjoy it as much as like in the, the next person, but also the before and after pictures, the, 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 the message that goes along with it, that, you know, a lot of that's powerful. And, and even talking to you today, I, I, I really appreciate you, um, your time, your message, and, and just being vulnerable and sharing because this is a an opportunity uh, for someone else to, to, to kind of peek into your life for a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful to have you to, for, to have you let me be on this show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, like I said, if you guys want to reach out to her, uh, shrinking underscore Chantel, right? Yes. Instagram. Cool. Cool. And everybody, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the transformation motivation podcast. This is Fit Emmett. You guys have a happy, fun, and healthy day.